0: Alright, hello and welcome, and thanks for listening to the first episode of the Unsigned Sound podcast. My name is Mike Levan. I'm an audio engineer and musician located in Los Angeles, California. And I just recently had the idea to start a podcast that exclusively features um, new artists. Uh, I work at a recording studio in Hollywood uh, called Ready Mix Music Recording Studio. Uh, where this podcast is produced for the time being. Uh, Myself, like the artists on this show, am totally new to the professional music industry. Um, I've had several years experience with recording and producing music uh, using equipment that I've invested in, uh, working in spaces that I've managed to create project studios in, uh, one including this house that I lived in through college. So uh, a recording space can really be done anywhere uh, if you treat it properly. Um, And that kind of brings me to the next focus on the show, which is studio recording. Uh, Not only am I interested in new artists around the world, but I really appreciate the techniques and procedures applied uh, to make whatever sound they have in their head a reality. So within each weekly episode, uh, yes, there will be an episode every week. For now, maybe uh, in the future, I might decide to do it every two weeks because it's just me. (laughs) For the most part, I have uh, some help at the studio. Uh, But for now, we're just going to try to make it uh, every week. But if that's not possible, every two weeks, for sure. Um, So within each weekly episode for now, there will contain two maybe three live song performances uh... that will be engineered at ready mix along with an artist interview that will mostly talk about the artist's recording experience and just overall artistry itself however this podcast is not limited to audio only episodes um... music videos of the live performances will also be produced and available on our website at unsigned sound um, and since this podcast mainly focuses on recording, I will also be producing mixing tutorial videos of the actual session of each artist. I'll go a little bit in detail during their audio episode, but if you're a true nerd about all this stuff like me, and I'm sure a lot of you out there listening, um, be sure to check out the videos on the website. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at unsigned sound podcast. Uh, So without further ado, uh, this first episode features Jesse McLeod. He's an L.A. local musician and songwriter. He currently has two EPs out. Uh, One is called Red Flags, and the other is In Between Homes. I think he made In Between Homes first, uh, and then he had the Red Flags EP come out, I think back in 2012, which you can find at www.jessemcleod.com. Dot com, that's J E S S E M A C L E O D.com, uh, which can link you to his Bandcamp, iTunes, Spotify, etc. I believe he's currently working on a new record and he graciously offered to play a couple songs from his new repertoire for the show. And I think we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, here's the first song called Just Being a Man.
1: I can get caught up in whatever I'm doing. Yeah, I know I can get a little carried away. Time is money. I sure ain't a rich man, baby. We all gotta make our living at the end of the day. See, I found out who I was when I got older Now I'm trying to make a name in this crazy town Well, if i made you feel like you're unwanted I'ma do what I gotta do to turn this around Oh, baby, you know how much I love you Know I can be a little hard to understand Believe me, darling, I put no one else above you I got no excuses, babe I'm just being a man Sometimes the grass looks a little bit greener Sometimes I just want to make a woman smile Yeah, I might flirt just to see if I still got it. Ain't no way I'm ever gonna cross that line Oh, baby, know how much I love you Know I can be a little hard to understand Believe me, darling, I put no one else above you I got no excuses, baby I'm just being a man Sometimes I can be hard to crack Sometimes you can't get through Sometimes it may seem I'm not failing to you Oh, stick it out 'cause are just getting started Oh, baby Know how much I love you Know I can be a little hard to understand Believe me, darling, I put no one else above you I got no excuses, babe I'm just being a man Yeah, I'm just being a man.
0: Okay, for this session I only used uh, three microphones. Two for the acoustic guitar and one for his vocal. I'm going to go more into this for the mixing video, but to make it simple The two microphones pointed at the guitar were rejecting his vocal and the microphone for his vocal was rejecting the guitar so that it makes it easier to mix since there would be more isolation of each instrument for each track. This technique really comes in handy uh, when the artist is playing an acoustic guitar and singing at the same time, which is what Jesse was doing. Um, We got to a point where I was really pleased with the microphone placement and he recorded another song which we'll play at the end of the show. Uh, But for now we're going to go ahead and listen to the artist interview. So welcome Jesse McLeod. Nice to have you here. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. First question is uh, describe your relationship with your music and songwriting. Like, When did you get started? What inspired you? What and who? Just talk about that.
2: Um, well, I grew up with a lot of music in the house as a kid, so it was always there, but I never really, really discovered it and started, I guess you could say, pursuing it until I was about 15 or 16. Um, I went to North Torrance High School, and uh, there was this underground hip-hop group uh, based out of L.A. called The Visionaries that came to our school. One of the guys um, in the group, his name was Key Cool. he was an alumni of, uh, of North, and And so the visionaries came to our school and performed, and the only real hip-hop I had ever seen at the time was, uh, you know, the stuff you saw on MTV and heard on the video. And, you know, this was towards, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, where hip-hop was beginning to become much more commercialized. Um, It was all about bling blinging, and, you know. Still is. (laughs) Yeah, it it is is to a certain extent, yeah. Um, But, but... These guys weren't about that. They they dressed just like us, you know. They had on like hoodies and baggy pants and like skater shoes. And my first uh, thought when I saw these guys was, "Why the fuck are these guys rapping?" You know, just just like a dumb dumb teenage mentality yeah, at the time. Yeah. Um, and then I, I started listening to what they were saying and how they were saying it, and you know, I, it it. It blew my mind by the end of the set because I was like, "Damn, these guys are really dope," and they're and they're owning it. You yeah. know, like they're they're completely, um, they're just. I, I had I had a lot of respect for what they did, and then and I went up to uh, one of the uh, one of the members of the group. His name was Elemento. and uh, you know I I just shook his hand and like told him, you know, like, good shit, man. You know I, I I've I dug that, and he was like the most down to earth, humble. Guy and at, at that moment I was like I want to be that guy
0: yeah you know so an Americana artist you're, would you say that's yeah. your main genre inspired yeah, you, by hip-hop could, <laughs> I mean
2: I mean you could say that yeah I mean I have I have roots in hip-hop that's really how it that's all, cool it all began um, and so you know me and my uh, my high school friends at the time we all got inspired from that and we started going to underground hip-hop shows across LA and uh, you know we would we would kick freestyles and <laughs> and, uh, and battle each other and you know if we were ever at a house party in a, in high school we'd uh, we'd get into a cipher and um, a rhyme cipher yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like somebody kick a beatbox and we'd just right start on. kicking rhymes um, and then. I've, God, I've gotten on such a tangent, I forgot what the uh, <laughs> what the question was. Oh, well,
0: was. I mean, you pretty much answered it. It was pretty much you know how you got started and everything, yeah. so definitely that's a solid answer right there. Right on. Uh, you kind of touched on this already, but I know your parents, you have very musical parents, mm-hmm. Patty and Doug McLeod. Uh, more on the topic of your father. Yeah. Did he just sort of, like, did he really inspire you at all? Like, he's a very popular uh acoustic blues artist i know mm-hmm. uh did he inspire you at all or did he you know demand that you pick up guitar one day or anything like that
2: oh he uh, he absolutely inspired me he 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 continues to do that um you know it's weird growing up um it i think as as a boy i kind of took it for granted like how cool of a job my dad yeah. had yeah yeah you know, I kind of thought, oh, like ev- everybody's dad can sing and play the blues, you know? Yeah. Like, no, like no problem. The, that's the mentality you have as a kid, and then as I got older, I developed much more of an appreciation for for uh, for what he did. Yeah. Um, but, um, oh yeah, he he is he has absolutely inspired me, and continues to. You know, I uh, I I look at him perform, and I think to myself, man, like if I could ever put on a show like that, that would be you know I, i'd just the coolest. I'd, be, I'd be content you know <laughs> yeah um with uh, regards to him ever you know like putting a guitar in my hand and saying p- practice three hours a day he never did that you know he that's good both both of my parents sort of let me just figure things out on my own and i'm i'm very grateful that they did because i think if they would have forced me if they would have forced music on me i probably would have developed a certain right. amount of resentment for yeah after, like all uh, kids do right <laughs> um but uh you know i i've I discovered singing and playing guitar when I was twenty three yeah um personally i've I wish I would have begun a little started earlier, a little but earlier yeah things happen the way they do so. yeah
0: I mean it's nice to have you here now <laughs> so it's it's good to be here um so I think like a big part of what develops a musician is like how you perform and react with other musicians mm-hmm. uh can you explain, like, how a few artists you've worked with helped you grow into the musician you are today? You know, their names, what they what they do.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: like any teachers or anything? Yeah.
2: You know, there's a... One of my best friends, his name is uh, is Nick Bearden. He's a guy that I met um, in the open mic scene when I was living out in Orange County. This was back in, like, 2009,
0: 2010-ish. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and he was also living out there, too, and he was a guy that had been around a lot longer than me and uh, he sort of just took me under his wing and you know he showed me around introduced me to a bunch of people in the scene and uh you know helped me become hip to a lot of the a lot of the stuff that i wasn't wasn't really hip to because i was i was so green and so fresh to the music scene um, and on top of that he's just you know from being just a real cool dude he's an incredibly Talented musician too. You know he plays drums, guitar, bass. You know he's the bassist for uh, for Jamestown Revival. Okay, you know. I was
0: just about to ask, like, who is he playing with? And yeah, um, that's cool.
2: So you know, you know guys like that, and um, you know, I when I when I just started writing songs and, and singing, this is you know post post hip hop phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd, I'd go to Hotel Cafe a lot in uh, in Hollywood. Yeah, and uh, for those listening who don't know, Hotel Cafe is like the singer songwriter venue in yeah a
0: absolutely um
2: and uh you know i i would i would observe a lot of the the acts there that seemed to put on a really good show and seemed to consistently draw a good crowd and i would i'd go up to these guys after the show and you know try and pick their brain and a lot of them were uh, were really cool and nice enough to sort of sort of share insight and yeah. uh, you know stuff they learned through uh through their experience so cool so yeah
0: um so obviously uh you know you don't see a lot of american uh, americana records being i mean very I don't want to say unpopular mm-hmm. because it, it, there is a circle there but it's yeah. smaller than say rap or you know rock and roll or something mm-hmm. I don't know it is kind of rock and roll but anyway yeah. like how do you feel about being in that circle of smallness I guess mm-hmm. a- in the in the current industry
2: yeah, well, I think I think country music in particular has has uh-huh. become very popular over the past couple of years. It's sure. sort of become the new pop music in a, in a way.
0: I think country music is like number 1 Yeah, like most sold, I think.
2: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. And it, and it wasn't always like that. No. Um but I mean, there are I I heard Bonnie Raitt say something one time where she was being interviewed at the Americana Music awards—it Fe- was—it was—it was something like that. I don't—I don't remember specifically what it was, but she said that Americana is such a wide umbrella. You can have so many different yeah. subgenres under. You can have blues, folk, country. Um, it could be—you uh, know—I'm sort of racking my brain for Anything other genres, really. but yeah, yeah like it, it, its a, its a very wide umbrella, and uh, you know there are guys like Chris Stapleton. Jason Isbell, Ryan Adams, you know, you could even put Amos Lee in that category, who yeah. are, you know, are are starting to get more and more recognition for what they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm being being as much of an optimist as I can be. I'd like to think that, you know, that that, that genre, that that niche genre, is starting to become more and more popular.
0: Totally. Um,
2: totally. As, a, as people like that gain more recognition so
0: yeah like i try i'm gonna try to be uh, like really uh, unbiased here on this podcast but you know americana is something i listen to a lot yeah and it's, uh, it's uh it's great it, music it's great music absolutely so now i want to talk about your recording experience you have two eps out uh in between homes and red flags mm-hmm. both both recorded at wagon wheel that's right down, uh, down here on Lancashire. Recorded by my man Michael Starr. <laughs> yeah, cool. Genius. Those are great sounding records. Thank um, you. You want to talk about like how you take an idea, and just somehow eventually it gets down to tape in the professional mm-hmm. studio. Like how does how does that whole process work for you?
2: Yeah. Um, usually songs come to me. Um, For the most part, I'll I'll be learning somebody else's song, and then I'll just, I'll start playing around with the progression or the rhythm. You know, maybe try a different chord here, a different feel there, and then Mm -hmm. usually my own progression and feel comes out of that, and when that happens, um, I'll start hearing like a melody line in my head, and uh, you know, you don't usually have the lyrics at that point, but. At that point I get out my phone and, you know, you know, get out my voice recorder and yeah, I just record yeah. myself sort of like imp- improvise singing where you're you're not you're not really singing words, you're just singing yeah,
0: just anything
2: gibberish. But yeah. but the point is to get the emotion of the uh of the of the song. And when you have that, then you start for me I start thinking about okay, what what kind of lyrics or what kind of concept would go well yeah. with this uh you know with what i have here and uh yeah i
0: mean it, even even taylor swift does that you know pulls out her phone and just right <laughs> you know everyone everyone does that yeah so that's a great great process
2: yeah and uh, other times i've i might have lyrics written already and uh you know you know the music comes afterwards yeah. but i would say for the most part it happens
0: um chord progression first former. yeah yeah for sure is there is there something like uh some kind of demo tape that you make before you go into the professional studio like how do you do that
2: yeah usually i uh i've i have a uh a decent mic um a sure <laughs> yes. a, a ksm 32 great mic. set me back about about like 500 <laughs> bucks like maybe 11
0: or 12 years ago good for the money good for it the is money. yeah
2: and you know you know something like that will do just fine and all you really need is like a sound card that you can buy for yeah. hundred bucks at guitar yeah. center like easy a, like an inbox or something. Um, and, uh, you can even record it in GarageBand if you oh, want. Sure. I, I use Logic personally, uh-huh. and I just get the, uh, the guitar and, and the vocals down. Yeah. And, uh, ideally I like to get it to a click track, to a, to a certain tempo. Sure,
0: that way the engineer has something to go on. <laughs>
2: yeah, and, uh, currently right now I'm, I'm gonna be recording two singles, and, um, I, what I'm doing is I'm taking the uh, the demo recordings of these songs that I've done at my apartment. And mm-hmm. I'm sending them out to the band members that are going to be playing on the on on the record, and I also write out the charts with the chords so that they have that to coincide with the lyrics.
0: Uh-huh. Do you um, mind disclosing the other instruments that are going to be playing? Not at all. No. Um, right now the plan is to have um, bass guitar.
2: Uh, bass probably two different electric guitars mm-hmm. drummer and uh... keys on it too cool so right on piano yeah. organ roads whatever
0: yeah so, cool Yeah. all right one final question First. and it's more of just like a statement mm-hmm. uh... this is going to be for every artist that comes through here uh... tell the audience why you think they should listen to your music
2: um, well i've i know that i really like the music that i create and i i've I love playing it and uh, I've I've sort of learned through experience that if 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 I'm enjoying the music that I'm making chances are somebody else will too mm-hmm. and uh, you know I've I always try to write from my personal experience or a or an observation that I made and uh, it's it's always coming from an honest place so you know I'd like to think that I with my music I'm saying something that everybody feels from time to time or, or, or at least most people feel from time to time but maybe have, have not been able to verbalize it or yeah. um, you know you know really put into their own words so my hope is that when people listen to my music they're able to you know feel feel less alone out there cool
0: um, you very know, solid
2: let them know that we're all we're all human we're all, we're human all, all one <laughs> yeah
0: excellent so that's how each episode will go uh i'm very encouraging of feedback uh so if there's something that you'd like for me to add or take away from each episode do not hesitate by contacting me at mike at unsigned sound podcast.com you can also contact me for recommendations of new artists for the show if you have someone that you know is a musician anyone who's in the la area um would like to hop over to Ready Mix Music and have a podcast session that'd be great Um, just be sure to put on the subject line new artist recommendation that way I know and uh, hopefully we can get something situated for you Um, also be sure to check out all of Jesse's material on his website at jessemcleod.com that's j-e-s-s-e-m-a-c-l-e-o-d dot com We have a trio lined up for next week for the artist Katie Ferrara, who is also a native to LA, and a wonderful songwriter and busker, so stay tuned for that. want to give a quick shout-out before we play Jesse's final song to Ready Mix Music Recording Studio. Their website is www.readymixmusic.com. Give them a call or shoot them an email if you're in LA and have any recording needs of your own. They're awesome people. Um, Finally, I just want to say thanks for listening. Check out all the videos from this episode at www.UnsignedSoundPodcast.com and we'll wrap it up with Jesse's song, All the Way.
1: I've been playing at this bar every sunday night for long hours singing they still ain't paid me right well your hands in my back pocket you got one eyebrow raised you looking at me funny with that smirk across your face well babe, it's a small price to pay We're about to get ourselves in some trouble We might as well go all the way You said this place has some nooks No one's gonna find us You have my full attention Now I'm waiting on the assignment We've been drinking heaven Stumbling up against the wall I'm about to lose this gig, and that ain't nothing at all. Yeah, babe. You know it's a small price to pay. Mm-hmm. We're about to get ourselves in some trouble. We might as well go all the way. to a room I'm not supposed to be If anyone gets suspicious you can just blame it all on me Cause all I need's a reason to never play here again Now I just wanna thank you for the shit you give me Yeah baby You know it's a small price to pay we're about to get ourselves in some trouble we might as well go all the way